listening to the Mind Your Fiber podcast, the show that brings you up-to-date, practical, and evidence-based information about fibromyalgia with your host, Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist. Today, we're going to be talking about self-care. Now, self-care is part of the three pillars of fibro treatment. Those pillars are education, self-care, and pain control. What I see in my practice is a lot of patients are having more um, imbalanced treatment. Uh, they spend a lot of time on education. The educational pillar is elevated. They spend a lot of time on treatment, pay, seeking pain control, looking for um, treatment options for fatigue, looking into diet and whatnot. And then they're often neglecting the self-care. You have to remember that fibromyalgia treatment is a balancing act. You have to maintain your three pillars fairly equally to have the best quality of life as, as well as the best symptom control. So self-care should start with the relationship with yourself, uh, how you think about you. So your relationship with yourself is based on how you think about you. We oftentimes are hard on ourselves. I see women in my practice beating themselves up because they have fiber, because they have uh, pain, because they have fatigue. They don't care as well uh, as they think they should for their family or their kids. They're not as um, working as um, as they think they should based on their standards. Uh, and they're often kinder to others than, than they are to themselves. They uh, They think of others more. They think of their children, their co-workers, their bosses, their spouses uh, in a kinder, uh, more compassionate way than they think of themselves. So self-care is based on three elements. One is self-love, one is self-care, and the other one is self-compassion. Uh, it's very hard to have a balance of uh, your self-care if you're neglecting um, one of those elements. You really should think of love, care, and compassion as an overlapping um, circles that will produce the best results. So self-love means loving all aspects of yourself by accepting your flaws, your weaknesses, and the things that you don't always like about yourself. We are not perfect, and we still have to love ourselves and love our imperfections. But we also have to hold high standards for our, our own well-being and happiness. We should care for ourselves as much as we care for others. Um, so loving yourself, loving your flaws, loving your weaknesses, regardless of um, how you feel or what you, you think, should be part of your self-care. But the actually self-care is, is an act. It is an act of uh, how you show up for, your, for yourself through self-love. So our, our brain creates thoughts. So our thoughts of self-love, that we're good, that we, we are acceptable, create feeling of self-love. You have your thoughts create your feelings that lead into actions. So the thoughts of self-love will create a feeling of love for yourself, a care for yourself, but then it will lead into the action of self-care. You cannot care for yourself if you don't think in a loving way for yourself, if you don't feel love for yourself. 
So the self-care is an, as, as a result of those self-loving thoughts and feelings. And it produces that result, the actions that you actually do. Uh, it's and So when I see patients do acts of self-care, uh, diet, exercise, whatnot, without the thoughts of self-love and self-acceptance, those acts of self-care are limited. They're short-lived. They don't, they don't continue, uh, because they lead into burnout. Um, and, uh, the, you fall off your exercise wagon or your diet and whatnot, because again, it was coming from the necessity and not from the place of self-love. Self-compassion is also very important. Being kind and understanding when you're confronted with personal failings. Again, Patients with fibromyalgia feel that of the, they often feel that they're a failure, that something happened to them or something happened because of them that led into those symptoms. So self-compassion is being kind regardless of how bad you feel or how your symptoms are affecting your life. And it should be part of that uh, self-love, self-care and self-compassion circles. They need to overlap uh, to produce better results. Today, we're going to talk about self-care in a more detailed way. Uh, we often think of self-care as physical self-care, you know, how we eat, how we move, do we exercise, drink water. But I want you to think there's six types of self-care and all of them play a role in your well-being. Those types of self-care are emotional self-care, physical, spiritual, mental social and functional. So emotional self-care I put as number one because I see it, it is probably the most important one uh, and will make the biggest impact of, on your overall health. Activities that help you maintain your emotional health. Connect, process, and reflect on your thoughts and feelings. Now your thoughts create your feelings that lead into action. So if your thoughts are negative, if your thoughts are self-defeating, it's very hard to, to find motivation to do self-care actions. So the things that help with emotional self-care, emotional health are journaling, therapy, coaching, uh, talking to others uh, who are neutral uh, or reflecting on your thoughts uh, in a journal are very beneficial to your mental health, to your emotional uh, health. A lot of patients who have fibromyalgia have triggers uh, that produce the symptoms or uh, uh, triggered in, into having fibromyalgia uh, as, a, as trauma and stress, stressful events. So if you think of traumatic events that preceded fibromyalgia, you have to acknowledge them and process them to have better emotional health. Uh, so seeking therapy for trauma-related uh, issues, uh, looking for coaching to find uh, motivation, um, training yourself to uh, maintain your activities, uh, just like a physical um, coach that coaches you on uh, diet and exercise. Uh, coaching uh, is different than therapy because it is future-focused instead of a past-focused. So you may need to have both. You may need to have a therapy to process your past and coaching to focus on your future. Physical self-care uh, is essential for fibromyalgia uh, patients and it should be part of your treatment. Activities that improve your well-being uh, of your physical health are sleep, uh, diet, and exercise. Uh, 
all three are important and all three should be, um, should be part of your treatment. Now, diet, uh, or your nutrition is essential to repair your digestion, reduce inflammation, and, pro- and promote healthy weight. When we are under a lot of stress, when we have pain, uh, we may find ourselves stress eating uh, or consuming comfort foods that are comforting in that moment, but but actually produce uh, inflammation or a negative effect on your health. So looking at nutrition, uh, looking at food as medicine versus restrictive diets. So diets don't work. They fail because you're putting a lot of stress and restriction on yourself and adds to overall stress. But if you look at medicine uh, as food as medicine, you're actually caring for yourself, reducing processed foods, taking vitamins that are essential, uh, eating more vegetables, uh, drinking water. Uh, those things are acts of self-love and self-care, and they're not part of a restrictive diet. Change your thinking from diet mentality to self care mentality. Spiritual self-care is also essential to your well-being. I often see patients stopping self-care, spiritual self-care, because they don't have time. They're too tired. They're exhausted. They don't want to add something else to their day. So they will stop going to church. They don't uh, journal because, again, it expands their energy. So activities that nurture your spirit and allow you to think bigger than yourself connecting with whatever you consider meaningful and holy. It may be religion, gratitude, meditation, uh, yoga practices, whatever spiritual practice that you find um, in alignment with your spirit will help you uh, remove that focus on from pain into something bigger. Uh, there's something bigger than us that helps you to find motivation uh, to to fulfill your uh, kind of bigger destiny. So looking at uh, how you nurture your spirit uh, is uh, essential part of self-care. So mental self-care uh, should not be confused with emotional self-care. Mental self-care is the activities that stimulate your mind, your brain, your intellect, and keep your brain active. Uh, we often think of brain activities as watching television or surfing the internet, uh, social media, Facebooking, but those activities are passive. You are in consuming mode by your brain. Your brain consumes, but it does, it's not uh, acts on that information. So reading uh, actually makes your brain think, imagine things as you read. Games, traveling, learning a new language, it engages your brain into an act um, that will keep your brain active. Uh, So mental self-care should include some reading, maybe some uh, something that you learn, a hobby. Uh, It engages your brain cells and promotes uh, um, memory and uh, should be part of your overall self-care. You don't have to have it extensive. You don't have to spend hours doing stuff unless you really want to do it. But spend 10 minutes a day uh, uh, putting a puzzle together or reading a couple of chapters uh, before bedtime. Uh, you will find that it stimulates your brain and actually redirects your thoughts into more positive um, thinking. 
Now, social self-care has been really a struggle in the past year and a half with pandemic and COVID. Uh, we have been isolated. We removed the connections we used to have. Uh, and I see uh, in my patients, it, it resulted in emotional distress and more depression and anxiety. Uh, we are social animals. We are not lonely wolves that are roaming around by ourselves. We need social connection. We need physical touch. Uh, we need that interaction to feel better. Uh, our, our hormones uh, align with relationships. We, we feel more connected and happier when we are part of a community. So, Unfortunately, we had struggles in the past year and a half with gatherings and eating out, and um, this has to be incorporated better uh, as we move forward. But you can make a phone call to uh, your friend or your mother. Uh, you can have a close family gathering um, and create a feeling of safety. Uh, you you can have an interaction with a close friend, but making it an intentional and putting it part of, of your self-care and, and well-being uh, will produce a positive result on your life. Now, functional self-care are is often um, not talked about uh, when we talk about self-care. Functional activities that keep your life in order and, and prevent future stress. Uh, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about cleaning, uh, maintenance of your home, paying taxes, creating an emergency plan. Uh, we think often of those activities as a burden. Uh, no one likes to do dishes or vacuum. Uh, some th activities may cause more pain uh, as you do them. Uh, it it, create, it adds to stress. You know, we, we think think about taxes in a stressful way. But I want you to reevaluate re those activities from the point of self care. Paying bills uh, is not fun, but it prevents future stress. If you're worrying about your lives being turned off or or your um or your phone cut off, it is a stress that activates your nervous system uh, and, and may lead into increased stress and increased pain and fiber flare. Uh, if you have an emergency, but you don't have a plan, it, it may put you in a spiral of stress that not only produces that emergency stress, it produces a stress of unplanned, uh, you don't know what to do if, you, if there's an emergency. So you, you're, you're increasing the overall stress level, but not knowing what to do in, in an emergency. If you're seeing your house messy uh, and you feel guilty about it, you feel like you you're going through things that there's a clutter, there's a mess, it adds to, to, to guilt and to additional stress. So you don't have to overhaul your life, but adding a few minutes each day for functional self-care, doing your dishes uh, and not waiting until there's a sink full of dishes or, um, you know, cleaning up uh, in a small, small time, time amounts is better than having a sp spring cleaning that exhausts you and puts you in bed for, for days afterwards. So think of functional self-care is an essential part of your self-care that needs to be done, just like brushing your teeth or uh, doing your uh, uh, exercises or eating healthy, it will remove uh, stress and it will prevent future flares. I want you to think of self-care from uh, the place of self-love and self-compassion and not 
from the place of, oh, I have to add more to my plate. I have to add more to my life. You have to find yourself um, committing to self-care and treating yourself as you would treat others. So making a commitment and being persistent with that commitment will lead you to your body, your brain to believe in yourself. Oh, I care for myself. I uh, believe in myself. I commit and that's that's an important act uh, of self-reliance or you know you you making a non-negotiable uh, self-care act you're proving to your brain and yourself that you can do it without uh, arguing without negative self-talk so finding yourself just one um, self-care uh, example that you can do without negotiation without arguing with yourself without talking yourself out of it it doesn't have to be a, a, a diet overhaul it doesn't have to be oh, I'm, I'm going to exercise every day it can be as simple as i'll drink a glass of water per day or i will meditate 10 minutes a day or i will have um, a journaling time for uh, five minutes um, every day or i will you know i will create a social uh commitment you know i'll go to lunch uh with my family once once a month you know those things can be easy um but there are an example of commitment self-love and self-care so create an affirmation that you start each day with uh today is going to be a great day for example i will take care of myself today uh, my non-negotiable self-care commitment is, you know, drinking water, and I will make it a priority. So sometimes, even if you don't believe in it, it, it even if you think it's um, uh, not uh, true yet, re- reminding yourself daily c- will create a subconscious belief in it. And sometimes doing it is believing it. So if you keep doing stuff. Um, and reaffirming your um, your commitments over time, it will become your habit, and you will actually start believing what you're saying. So even if you don't have motivation today to do what's needed, do it anyway. Make a commitment, uh, and then start your day with affirmation. You are you are worthy of it. Uh, you need to start thinking about yourself from the place of self love and from the place of self compassion. And those thoughts of self-love and self-compassion will lead into feeling of self-love and compassion and will ultimately lead into actions of uh, self-care. Now that brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast, and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, this is Dr. Olga Pinkston, and don't forget to mind your fiber. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.